Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Wednesday morning. Neither of us have green jackets on right now, which is probably a good thing because we didn't earn it. But Tiger's going to get back out on that course another time to try and earn his. I doubt he gets it, but I think this is more just a personal test for himself just to say that he got back on the course and is doing it. Says he wants to play. This is the Masters, which tees off tomorrow morning. Now, Tiger, I know, has gone to Augusta, and he's played a couple of practice rounds. That's a little misleading because the practice rounds have been nine holes and not 18. This is a very tough and hilly golf course. Everybody knows that. Tiger knows that. Well, he's coming back from just a horrendous injury a year ago, a little bit over a year ago. Says he wants to play. He has been greeted by crowds, Mike, that are described as 15 to 20 deep. That's galleries following him around for practice of nine holes, 15 to 20 deep. We talking about practice. <laughs> we talking about practice. In his case, it has to be, of course. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is, I know he has been affected by these huge crowds. He is the most iconic golfer in the world as we speak. Uh, is he the most famous? Uh, I'll stick with Arnie Palmer and Jack Nicklaus and Wharton Smith and some of the other greats from the past, but Tiger's there. Very wealthy, very famous, knows what he can do and what he can't do, and he's telling everybody he's going to try to play. Today will be the final decision. He has to make a, a final uh, remark to the PGA that he will be playing, actually not to the PGA, but to the Augusta folks, that he is going to participate in this and go for his sixth Masters jacket, and that would be great. I hope he's not letting his ego get in the way, and that would be very easy for an athlete to do because, after all, the media is falling all over him. They're giving him all this wonderful praise. (laughs) Come on. You can't get carried away. You know what you can do. He said he's admitted that he does have swelling in one of his legs. Well, you're going to walk 18 holes at Augusta National over four days. That's going to be a little tough. I hope he knows what he's doing, and I hope he doesn't fall victim to all of the praise that's coming his way. But we'll find out. If he does play, he'll be in a threesome that tees off tomorrow morning, 9.30 our time, with Louis Eustazen and Joaquin Neiman. But it still remains for him to make the final determination today, and I hope he uses his common sense. Just said a word there, determination. I do think the media and the crowd probably are boosting him, but I think inside, or at least in, internally, a guy like Tiger Woods, it's he's his own champion and worst enemy. Mike, you would think at 46 that he would be able to make his own mind, but everybody who's ever been involved with the public knows fully well that the pressures from the media and the fans and the praise that can overcome a lot of deficiencies and a lot of your self-doubt, not to the positive. That's true. That's true. Well, we'll just keep pressuring you to come in every day. <laughs> uh, are you surprised at the decision from the uh, Big 12 in this situation? Yeah, this is Bob Bowlesby, who's been their commissioner now for the last 10 years. He's former uh, athletic director at Northern Iowa, been around Stanford University. Just has a long and very famous career as the commissioner of several organizations. He is stepping down as soon as they can find a replacement. Am I surprised a little bit, but then by the same token, Mr. Bowlesby is a very introspective individual. He knows fully well that college athletics is going through a massive change. The Big 12 Conference is going through a big change. They're adding several schools, losing Oklahoma, 
losing Texas, but then adding three more. It's, it's going to be awfully difficult to uh, really circumvent the sea that is college athletics now. And he knows, hey, I'm 67 years old. Bring this, bring a younger person. Bring somebody who's a little bit more alert and in tuned into today's society. So that's what he's going to do. Now, Mr. Bullsby, who is a very fine individual, has said, I'll stay on until somebody has been hired, which is noble of him to do. But, yeah... He is stepping down as the commissioner, and uh, that will represent another change in college athletics. Speaking of changes, it was sad to see uh, former Chiefs running back Darrell Williams leave the team. Well, he hasn't he hasn't officially left the Chiefs yet. He got re-signed for them, uh, by them for a short time, but he is a free agent. And yesterday, he tried out with the Arizona Cardinals. But this is a former LSU running back, and <laughs> LSU running backs have a great history of success. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being one of them with the Kansas City Chiefs now. But Darrell Williams has not been picked up by anybody. It is conceivable he could come back to the Chiefs. But if he does, Mike, it would be for a far, far lesser payment uh, from what he had been making now. But we'll see what happens. Free agency is rampant in the NFL at the moment. The draft is coming up in, what, about two and a half or three weeks somewhere Yes, there. sir. And it should be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting. It's definitely been one of the most exciting uh, off-seasons I've had in a very long time. So, you know, I, I thought this year's NCAA tournament was definitely a lot more exciting than it was last year. And then, of course, we had the pandemic and all that stuff that affected it. But obviously, because of the the localness of the Jayhawks getting in and then getting all the way to the end, winning the championship, we're going to have definitely some local interest regardless of the fact if you're a Mizzou fan or not. <laughs> but there, it's there. But that's just where we're at. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees because you're in the middle of all the excitement. Did the rest of the country feel the same way about this year's tournament? In a sense, they did, and in a sense, they did not. Now, that sounds redundant to even have to make that comparison. But the title game between Kansas and North Carolina was the most watched ever men's title game on cable TV. There is the subject matter (laughs) that's up for debate. The most watched men's title game ever on cable TV. Is it the most watched game ever on cable TV? No, it is not. I want to explain this a little bit. The ratings are up by 4% over last year when the game was on uh, CBS, and that was Baylor-Gonzaga. Well, this year it was Carolina and Kansas, as everybody knows. And the rating was 18,100,000 people. Well, that's pretty doggone good. Highest cable number for a championship game. But what's the highest number ever for a college game? It was a semifinal game in 2015 between Kentucky and Wisconsin, and 22,600,000 watched that one. That was in 2015. This one, pretty good, 18,100,000. The championship game from the NCAA has been on cable. This is the second time. Began in 2018, was to have been in 2020. They have this thing alternating each year between CBS and TBS or Turner. Uh, That's how the contract works. 2020 never happened because of the pandemic. So it was back on cable TV this year, CBS last year, and it'll be back on CBS again next year. But pretty good ratings, and nonetheless, uh, 18,100,000. The whole tournament, on the, the whole month long, to an average uh, weekly rating of about 10 million. That's, that's pretty good. College basketball is a pretty big deal. It is, and it was a great NCAA tournament, in my opinion. 
Great basketball season in general. Just starting to feel like everything's slow. I mean, I know we sat through this damn thing for years, but it's now it's really starting to feel like we're getting back to normal. Very slowly, yes, we are. But, but it's starting to feel that way. There are still good. little addendums that remind us that disease is still with us, but but yeah, we're we're back relatively speaking. And speaking of which, baseball season starts tomorrow, and that's another good that's another return to normalcy despite them doing everything they could to stop it. Well, it is <laughs> it is back to normal and again it is not, and I'll tell you how it is not. Uh, tomorrow, of course, the, the regular season opens up and there'll be games on television all over the place and so forth. Well, they have, and they this has been instituted now for about the last uh, 25, 30 years and so forth. The cameras are in center field and they look in on the pitcher and the batter, the pitcher's backside and the pitch is coming in. So frequently, we can see the catcher giving the signals. Ain't going to happen. At least it's up to the catcher. Uh, not to be doing that. What? How is he not going to give the single uh, the signals with his hands? <laughs> Yesterday, Major League Baseball allowed a new device to be used, and some catchers will. Of course, it's up to the catcher, up to the teams if they want to do this. But they have a little device that they can put on their wrist, and on the wrist is a computerized uh, level, a, a panel in which you can signal. You push a button, fastball, curveball, change up knockdown pitch, whatever the case might be. The catcher pushes the button and the pitcher receives the signal. Therefore, there are no hand signals. You can't steal the signs. And baseball, they've tried it in, in spring training, says it does hasten the game. It makes it a little bit quicker. Do I like it? I'm going to have to see it in operation personal. But the question is, how in the world does the pitcher receive the signal? Does he that have something on question. his rest? It's in his hat. And it's a sound. So he's the pitcher is going to have to determine what the sounds are: high pitch, fastball, uh, low pitch, softball, uh, not softball, but change up and so forth. It, what's it going to be? But that's how they'll receive the signals. <laughs> so, Times have changed, man. So, Times have so, changed. <laughs> so, all right, uh, you got me thinking. If we just imagine for a second, we're sitting there and we're we're watching the the game, or the and, and we watch the pitcher, and and they're looking at the catcher and the pitcher looking at each other, and then all of a sudden, from the pitcher's hat, you hear this. So, what is that? A fastball or a curveball? Who knows? <laughs> That's, can, or or is it? I can see the pitcher <laughs> taking off his hat and saying, "Where the hell am I?" <laughs> but at the same time. It's got to have to be, it's either going to be like that or just a small voice like like Siri or Google talking to you and tell you what it is. That's yeah. crazy, though, and very interesting they to see how that's going to play out. They haven't said what the sound out. is, whether or not it's a beep or a noise, or is it a small voice? It could be a Siri saying, fastball. <laughs> <laughs> and Ned in there going, curveball, you idiot. <laughs> All right, uh, how'd the uh, Missouri teams finish off in their exhibition games <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> These well, we this is not this is not life as we know it, folks. Let me tell you. <laughs> Did you ever see think you'd see see the day where this something like this would happen? Well, uh, I'm I'm getting old, uh, not getting. I am old. Uh, I'm wondering if we're going to see the electronic umpires now, the robotic umpires. Oh the way it's man! Going. And with this idiot I commissioner mean, up there, there's no telling what might happen. It's going to be robots, robots. <laughs> God, this is this is all. Anyway, anyway, these were the final exhibition games yesterday. Won't play today. They're breaking camp. Cardinals beat the Marlins seven nothing. Brewers beat the Royals five four. So the exhibition seasons are over, on their way now. Kansas City 2, 
uh, home to open up against the Cleveland Guardians, Cardinals in St. Louis to open up against the Pittsburgh Pirates one week late, but tomorrow will be opening day, also tee-off day for the Masters. It'll be a big deal. Very big weekend. Spring is coming, and man, I'm so happy baseball is back. Tomorrow, I'll be wearing my jersey, Ned. You have a good day, sir.